0: Welcome to another episode of Home Sweet Home. Hello, everybody. My name is Rod McCall. Hey there, it's
1: Bryce Rungy.
0: And today we're going to talk about marriage. Yay! Okay, well, not exactly. Well, yeah, I guess actually yeah, kind it of is. I yeah. We're, we're, we're going to call it Marriage 2.0. Oh, getting
1: remarried. Uh, getting remarried uh, with stepchildren.
0: You know, um... You know, my granddaddy always said uh, oh, marriage boy. is a good institution for those who love to be institutionalized. <laughs> um, I guess I loved it so much that I wanted to get remarried. I will tell you straight up, though, I love being
1: married this second time around. Oh, my gosh. This is this is my 2.0 has been absolutely amazing.
0: I th- to, Okay. I will say that this time around, I thought this, this is what I imagined a marriage would be, right. you know, growing up with my folks, they celebrated, uh, 60 years, Congrats. um, I don't know if it was this year, last year, but celebrate, you know, they've been together forever and a day oh, yeah. and they have always been an inspiration. And when I got married, I thought, Oh yeah, well then of course, you know, looking back, I see all the red flags and I'm going, <laughs> Oh my God, what a dumbass. <laughs> uh, why didn't I see these things? Why didn't I take a different path? You know, should have called it early, long before, you know, whatever, whatever. Right. I will tell you that the lady, yeah, I'm married to Sherry, and she is perfect for me. Um, everything, I, again, I, I could go on and on. Yeah, because nobody
1: crap. else, no, no one other than Sherry could put up with your... Your BS.
0: Uh no, all no. well, that's probably true. Um, but it is so I, I gotta say, you know, I took the advice that we suggested in our last episode about taking the time to get to know who is Rod McCall. Right. Um, who is he? What is he? Where does he stand? Um, learning to put the 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 negatives of the last marriage, you know, in a box. Mm-hmm. And
1: take the lessons learned, and try and not repeat them. Yeah, so, that's 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 huge, and that's that's what we were trying to uh, drive home. Uh, like you said in last in last episode, was right. Take yeah. take that time for me. Honestly, I have to be honest. Well, I'm I'm
0: always. You honest. know when people say they're going to be honest, that means that they were not being honest before. Yeah,
1: that's not what I meant. Because <laughs> I don't I, I don't have any problem telling the truth. Okay, uh, I know you don't have that issue either, um, but no, I, I, re, I distinctly remember saying, "I'm never gonna get married again." Oh, amen. And I am for sure is heck not going to have kids. Well, I am remarried, <laughs> and I have a second daughter who's due next on the twenty fourth. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I will say that, um, because like what you just said, because I made time to focus on me mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, um, to really reflect Mm -hmm. on the things that where I made those mistakes. So I don't repeat fight for the things that I want in a marriage, right? Um, uh, now, now I get to live in that vision. We live in that vision together because that's something that we, we cast, right? So, but that's again, it's, it's kind of funny when I look back and I, I'm not getting married, I'm having I'm kids. Well, <laughs> well, I'm married, and I definitely outkicked my coverage with Suzanne. Oh, yeah, um, I, I did too. Just, just a beautiful, beautiful woman inside, uh, more importantly, and, and out. But um, you know, the thing that I
0: learned. Most. I did not communicate with my son's mother very well when things weren't going well. Mm. When she would do things or say things, I wouldn't say a whole lot. And then when I would, a lot of times it would come out very... Wrong, very mm-hmm. negative, accusatory, confrontational, combative—whatever adjective you want to throw in there. But I have learned that if I've got a problem, if I've got something that I'm frustrated with, and I am far from perfect, because I still sometimes shoot from the hip, uh, open mouth, insert foot. Um,
1: this is very true.
0: Uh, tongue first and brain second. Uh, but when I—but I, that is a lot less than what it used to be. And I'm trying to, and I, I, I guess what I'm saying, if I'm saying anything at all, I'm slowing down. Right. I'm not knee-jerk reacting. I'm taking the time to slow my emotions instead of being angry or upset when I say something, to take a half step backwards, mm-hmm. maybe wait a day you know, she said this, but instead of responding immediately, wait, Right. wait till, you know, the end of the day or wait till the next day. And then when I am calm and she is calm, then I will say, look, this is what happened. This is what you said. This is what I said. This is how I felt. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to maybe take another run at whatever it is that we were talking about right because I, i'm not yelling and i find that i yell a lot i don't think i'm yelling i just think i'm being very excited and <laughs> uh, you know trying to get my point through right. but uh just because that's how <laughs> i deliver it isn't always how it's received
1: right no yeah no, you make a good point um and and i and I admire that you're deciding, like, you're choosing, like, hey, I, I want to slow down, right? I think that's important. Um, that's something that I'm trying to apply as well. You know, when you're charged with emotions, and, like, you're not going to get very far in that conversation. No. Uh, it's something that we, my, my wife and I have established is that, um, and, and we we had a couple trial runs on this.
0: If we <laughs> had a
1: disagreement... Um, we knew early on, like, well, I'm right, I'm right, so we're we're gonna butt heads, and we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna move the needle in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And so something that we've applied is if we're really frustrated, and maybe I'm going off on, on a different tangent here, but m- maybe this is hopefully this is supple. We've we've decided if we feel like we're at an impasse mm-hmm. and we're not getting anywhere, that we're gonna take ten twenty minute break, if you will. Mm-hmm. That gives us time to really reflect. And then for me, oh, man, wow. I just got another citation for being stupid, right? So, uh, you know, but that gives us time to reflect. and we circle back around. Hey, if we said 20 minutes, we're going to circle back around in 20 minutes. So we're, we're calm. Mm-hmm. We've had time to reflect. Mm-hmm. Now we can communicate more effectively. Um, where, like you, like I, that, that wasn't the case in uh, marriage 1.0, if you will. Um, in fact, that, that was something that was um, brought up quite a bit that mm-hmm. I was, I was a terrible communicator and whatever. Right. I think that's maybe why it's extremely important to me because that communication aspect, again, here we are talking about it again, right? It's well, paramount
0: to being honest with your feelings yeah. and being able to express your feelings helps your you know for me it helps Sherry to understand where I'm coming from when she is able to express her perspective. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that right, and when you're able to talk calmly with emotion being greatly reduced, mm. you're able to collectively work together to come to an understanding which then can lead to some kind of compromise or solution, um, you know, because it, it is tough.
1: Right. And Well, I think, and I think I speak for you, maybe not. You are a little more sensitive than I am. No. <laughs> uh, it, it, we we didn't talk about feelings. No. Right. We had to uh, put on an extra layer of skin.
0: We're guys. Right. And
1: that, that was what we were conditioned to. As for me, conditioned as a young kid, right. And growing Mm -hmm. up like feelings, we don't talk about those things. In fact, we don't really talk that much, but you know, that's been a hump for me to get over. And it's like, Mm -hmm. it's okay to talk about those things. That's, 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 that's important to talk about those things, especially with your spouse. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you said, Hey, this man, this one cut deep. Right. Or, Mm -hmm. or whatever. Uh, But like you said, like, Oh, you're, your spouse, or if, if, if I've said something that, that hurt Suzanne or offended Suzanne in some way, she'll explain it. Oh, well, I didn't, I didn't see it like that, you know, or, or Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't understand. Oh, okay.
0: And I think that's the point because for me, I ain't going through a divorce again. Right. Uh, No way. I will do everything in my ability to make sure that I don't go through that again and i'm not going to swallow my emotions right because when i swallowed that i swallowed food and that was unhealthy so by being able to go okay let's find a a solution that we can both work with right and again it's the the key has been for me communication just talk right just talk explain yourself your perspective your point of view and listen to the other side. Listen, you know, because when I listen to Sherry and listen to what she's saying, it's kind of like, Oh,
1: right. You know, I, I I know we've mentioned this before, but like, like, like Stephen R. Covey says, right. Listen, most people listen with the intent to respond, not to understand. Mm -hmm. I think you, when you really go ahead, set, give up your right to be right. (laughs) Well, and it kind
0: of comes to, setting boundaries too
1: yeah absolutely um, I mean
0: we set boundaries with our kids so why not set boundaries with each other because um, I think that okay for example the boundaries that sherry has with her ex I kind of step off to the side mm-hmm. um you know she want they have a relationship they I mean they've been they've known each other for over 30 years. So, to say, hey, you can't have a relationship with them, that's kind of silly on my part. Right. But they do talk about the kids. They talk about, you know, and I mean, they'll even get together. They've they've gotten to be friends, which is, I I think, is actually quite admirable. Right. Um, But they're, you know, again, the boundaries. Yeah. Where they... I guess I don't have boundaries with my ex because she's gone. Right. But there should be boundaries. You, you come together, you talk about the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much all you really need to talk about. Yeah. And so, therefore, but having established boundaries, boundaries that you can live with.
1: Right. Um, Re- realistic, right? And mm-hmm. then and I think f- for me, I, I've tried to implement those early on and always work. Boundary lines got crossed quite a bit, mm-hmm. I'm sure, by both parties. Um, but again, the setting those healthy boundaries and that keeping that conversation centered on what the kid, mm-hmm. right? That's that's the important thing. Um, and then, so I don't, I don't have, I don't have stepchildren. Right, so all mom and Kids are kids, kids. You know, but Suzanne uh, Braddock's she she doesn't say step, she, she'll randomly say stepson. But she calls him her bonus son because okay. he's a bonus, and he calls her bonus mom, <laughs> right? Because he hooks she hooks him up with the candy or the chocolate, or they they have a really good relationship. But, anyways, um, setting those boundaries with how to parent that stepchildren can you touch on that? Well,
0: yeah, and that <laughs> boy did I. Learn through failure. <laughs> um, I, having a bunch of nieces and nephews, having been a school teacher, I have always felt like I had that instant um, credibility. And I also had that instant level of respect. Mm-hmm. And I tried to try and parent these kids. Right. And they were middle school and high school, and they were going. Uh, we don't need you. Thank you. I got a dad. I don't need you. You're not my dad. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it really took me a long time. And I and I, I again, I made. I look back and I go. I really did. I made some mistakes. Mm-hmm. I would. I. Sh- my sister remarried a guy, and he's been. I should have been more like him, more kind of just sit back, let the mom and the dad, you know, the biological mom and dad do the raising, um, be there more of the, like the uncle, Mm -hmm. you know, that was, but I I kept going, well, shoot, we're, we're living in the same house. And so therefore I need to exert my authority. Right. And that was the wrong mistake. Now, again, I think younger kids um, totally different. Um, yeah, you know, Braddock's is a, has a stepdad, but you know that stepdad came along when Braddock's was much younger. Mm-hmm. Coming along, old, you know, like I did with um, with Sherry's kids. I mean, we are so much better now. Mm-hmm. Um, we can, you know, they're older, but I've also learned how better to communicate. I've taken time more to get to know them, respect them. Again, I I jumped into the deep end of the pool thinking, Ooh, well, this is going to be just like it always been with all these others. And it wasn't. Right. Um, And having boundaries with them is something I did not create. Right. And so my suggestion based on, Listening to them, listening to all the different kids that have come through my classroom that have stepmoms, stepdads is just, again, set boundaries. Understand, like, I love what, you know, how Suzanne says, he's my bonus son. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, some people even go so far as, especially when they're younger, um, well, this is my dad. This mm-hmm. is my mom. They're not stepmom, stepdad. Right. Um. I I just feel pretty good when I get introduced. Well, this is my stepdad. Right. Because well, before it was oh yeah, that's Rod. Huh, right. And it's kind of like I, I feel like wow I I
1: you made
0: it I, I, I yeah yeah <laughs> and so but again my biggest mistake was not. Setting boundaries and talking with the kids saying, okay, what do you want from me? Right. What do you expect from me? And more importantly, I didn't communicate to them. This is my expectation Mm -hmm. of you. Yeah. This is what I want from you. And so, I mean, because stepkids can make or break a new marriage. Right. Oh, my gosh. Having, developing that relationship with these kids is super important. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, maybe they're going to hate you. Um, my stepchildren have a very... Had a very strained relationship with their stepmom. Mm. But it was because how that relationship began... Got it. ...that led to a lot of hatred and animosity that has now become acceptance. I don't know if I... Maybe it's respect, but I know that, well... My dad's been married to her for 10 years. I, I, I accept her. Right. Um, but it is, it is tough. It is tough being a stepdad. Yeah.
1: You see. I don't have that. I just knowing, you know, through Suzanne and through her, it, it was, it was a little bit harder for her, you know, cause her in the beginning was like, I didn't, I didn't really think I would marry someone with a child. Mm hmm. And, uh, that was, you know, sh- that was something that she had to like work through. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, oh my gosh, she loves him. And I, her, she knows that her role is, well, one, she's, she's a parental figure, but she's not his mom. Mom lives around the corner, You know, a couple miles away. Um, but she knows that her role is, is, is to be there, just to be, to be supportive um, and continue being the person that she is—kind, compassionate, caring, loving, supportive. Right? Uh, she 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 knows that, and uh, she knows that I do my best to keep my relationship with Braddock's mom um, somewhat out of our marriage, if you will. Mm-hmm. I know some may say that's no, that's that's not right, but for me, most of it's been toxic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm no way, in no way am I going to bring that toxicity into my new marriage. Mm-hmm. So I do my best to keep all that negativity at bay. Um, and if I need to communicate with my wife regarding the ex um, for some form or fashion or for some reason, then I will do so. Mm-hmm. But I really, for me, I think it's important um, to not. Roll that stuff into my my new relationship, my new marriage, if you will. Um, like I said, just most of it was has been has been toxic. It's gotten better over the last year or so, um, but for me, that was that boundary that I set. And mm-hmm. I explained to her, I said, "Look, most of it's garbage. I'm not bringing it into our marriage. Sure, if there's something that I feel like you need to know." that I'm going to communicate that with you. And she's been super supportive. She's always like, you know it really doesn't bother me? Like if you, if you feel like you need to tell me this, then please tell me. Like, I don't want you harboring all this, this animosity or whatever, based off of the communication you had with her. But, you know, let's have that conversation. And I really, really fight to not do that. Because again, a lot of it's just kind of whatever, just lame stuff. And, uh, but we have gotten better over the, over the past year, which is, which is a, Which is a positive. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyways. Well,
0: one of the other things that we struggled with, again, I learned how to be financially independent and on my own. Uh Getting remarried is kind of like, well, okay, what do you do about money? Do you and Suzanne have separate accounts or a joint
1: account? So we currently have separate accounts. Um, yeah. To answer your question. Yes.
0: Okay. And the reason why I ask is, because Sherry and I do now we have, we both are at the same bank. Um, we can see each other's accounts, Mm -hmm. but I have my account. She has her account. The, I, there are certain bills that I pay certain bills that she pays. Right. Um, and, you know, we're happy to loan each other money when you need it. Mm-hmm. And there's no questions. She doesn't say boo about me spending money on, you know, food or uh, my Magic the Gathering the Magic cards. The Gathering
1: cards. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> um, and,
0: and I don't say anything about, uh, you know, the money that she gives her mother, the money she gives her kids. Right. You know, it's kind of like, look, we are okay together. Mm-hmm. Um and we don't see a need to blend. have right. Now, that being said, uh, one of my sisters, when she got remarried, uh, they have a blended account. Right. Um, I, I'm i okay with how we have it set up. Right. Um, because, again, we transfer money to and from each other because, again, we're at the same bank.
1: Yeah.
0: But I kind of like having... Maybe it's just me being selfish, but I kind of like having. Well, this is my account. This right. is my money, so that way
1: I have control over it. Well, yeah, uh-huh. and
0: you know, if we're out to eat and I feel like, you know, I I want this little extravagance, you know, mm-hmm. um, a little add-on to the meal. Well, hell, I'm paying for it anyway. I'm buying dinner, so right. I. But when she pays for dinner, well, do you mind if I get this? Do you mind? Sure, sure. You don't need to ask, but right. I feel, you know. So right. for me, it's kind of I'm respecting her, right? By you know not going. Oh well, I'm just going to do it anyway, right? Um. Where when we had when I was married before with the joint account, well, we were both plugging money in, and we were both spending money. Well. A little faster than it was coming in. Right. So, I don't know. Spending money. And that's the other thing, too. We talk about what we're going to spend money on. Yeah. I mean, anything over $100, we're kind of talking to each other. Right. I mean, okay. I don't, When I'm paying for my college class. Mm-hmm. Before I started taking my master's classes, we talked about, okay, um, this is what we're going to do. Or I, this is what I'd like mm-hmm. to do. Is how I'm going to pay for it. So that means I'll have less money for this or that. Right. Um. And, and same way, you know, when we're looking to do stuff with the house. Right. Or that big old hole in the backyard.
1: Fill, um, it, fill it. Sorry, Sherry. <laughs> fill it with dirt. Put some sod over it. Whoa. Call it a day.
0: Um but we're talking we, we talk about, you know, bigger expenditures. Right. Um if gas keeps going up I'm gonna have to talk to her. Sixty two dollars to fill up my freaking truck. Anyway, sorry sidebar. Um but okay. hey,
1: at least you don't have a diesel.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, true. Um but with coming with money <coughs> we we communicate more about right. you know the, the expenditures, but not, we don't nitpick on the little stuff mm-hmm. because I have my account. She has her account. Right. Um,
1: well, I think when you look at statistics and uh, uh, one of the main causes for divorce is, is what? Money. Money. Right. And so uh, marriage 1.0, uh, that was that was an issue. And, you know, I was coming off of football and um, I didn't have a degree. And I'm not going to go into that whole story because I'm going to probably talk about it. Another plug for my book. Uh, when I talk about my <laughs> book. Um, but, yeah, going back to what you said about I, I'm going to get myself in a, in a healthier place across the board, right? And so that was the same thing. And there were some times, I don't know how I made it through, but like living within your means and, and, and sacrificing quite a bit. Um, and for me, it was just about being content. Yes. Right. Hey, uh, you know, learning to live with what I have and being content with that, you know, realizing that, you know, if this, I don't know, how how, how would I say that? Like trying to get all you can, right? Is, mm-hmm. is it's, it's just a different mentality, right? You'll never have enough.
0: No. But, you know, Dave Ramsey, I, I'm... I like some of what he says. You know, and he says, if you live like no other, then you can live like no other. Yeah. And, I I mean, I pay cash. I, okay, I got a Penny's card and I got a Kohl's card, but that's all I've got. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, therefore, I don't have credit cards and I don't have massive credit card debt. Right. Which is what killed me. I mean, we were at over $65,000 in credit card debt when filed for separation. Yeah. And I mean, that doesn't count the house. That doesn't count, you know, oh, well, anything yeah. else. But yeah. I mean, I'm just, just credit card debt. And, but we never talked about money.
1: I was just going to say, uh, just a little while ago, and I I wanted to interject, but you were in the flow, but uh, folks, did you hear, did you hear the communication? Like, again, it's a common thread uh, because it's so important. Uh, like, like Rod in our, in our, my marriage with Suzanne, um, we have those conversations. Whereas 1.0, we didn't really have it. Mm -hmm. And if we did talk about it, it became an argument Mm -hmm. and it just, it just, it was not okay. Uh, But now it's, again, we have financial boundaries. Mm -hmm. We have a limit. If you're going to go over this limit, let's just briefly talk about it. Uh, Just so we're both in the know. Mm -hmm. It's not a, well, I don't want you to spend that, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, just, and I'm not bragging, but we're, we're in a much better financial situation Mm -hmm. than I was before. Um, But we still, we talk about it. We have a conversation. We... One of our goals um, is to—we've talked about this several times. We, we've met a few times to have financial one-on-ones, whether that's quarterly or monthly or whatever. Um, it, we haven't done that. We still communicate about our mm-hmm. finances. Sure, we, we certainly do. Um, but we wanted to go—we want to go in a little more in depth with that. But with her parents, and then with her being pregnant, it's just in the year that we've had. It's we haven't it's been tough. Yeah so but that but that's I think and maybe that'll help someone right have a have a one on one with your spouse, whether that's about your life or what you guys want to do or or financial one on ones I think it's that's that's crucial, but again, the common thread here is communicate communicate communicate,
0: yeah, and it's you know, and that brings us to the next issue of that blended family right being open and honest and talking about, you know, the roles, the roles that everybody's going to have in the new family. Um, I mean, that is something that we really, Sherry and I did, but not maybe as well as we could have. And I think that that led to some of my issues of my expectations Mm -hmm. and my expectations of my stepkids and their expectations of me mm-hmm. because their stepmother was very laissez-faire, very hands-off, and they kind of expected the same from me, and it wasn't communicated very well by me or by Sherry um, that I am not that kind of person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm I'm kind of hands-on, so... Um, But that was, again, once we got past that and we started talking a little bit about it, Mm -hmm. um, then it it, it started work. Well, plus they got older and then they moved off to college. Um, And so they started living on their own. And boy, howdy, some of the stuff I was saying about turn the lights out, shut the door, um, (laughs) you know, some of the other things, you know, clean up after yourself are (laughs) all kind of come around a little bit, but. I think that was a mistake that we made was not talking about the new family role, the new family dynamics. Right. Um, because it was new for all of us. Yeah. So, um, again, uh, my suggestion would be learn from my, my mistake right. at least, and, and have those open communications about, um, expectations.
1: <laughs> right. The yeah. Little, no, I, I think that, and that's the funny thing about expectations that you got me thinking. It's like, we expect certain things. It's like filling a box with our expectations and putting the lap in in the lap of a spouse or or a kid, and like, hey, I need you to fulfill all these things. Well, no, <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's uh-huh. never going to happen. But you know, something that we've we've done is we've sat down and like we're we're going to create a uh, Rungi vision. Like, what's our mission? Like, mm-hmm. how how are we going to operate within? our family dynamic and then how are we going to operate in, in society? Right. What is
0: that family dynamic?
1: Defining the family dynamic, right.
0: How to operate. Yeah. Um, And again, I think that I am so glad you guys do that because I think it will help make for a happier
1: home. Right. You know, and I think, you know, when you talk about when I've mentioned it what really that's crazy or bizarre why would you have a family vision or a mission statement or whatever well think it look at successful businesses Mm -hmm. organizations sports teams look at them all yeah look at the success that they have
0: you're on the same page and what foundation did they pour thank you you don't have i mean it, it doesn't necessarily even have to be called a vision but it is. This is what we would like to do. This is what we would like to achieve. Right. And at the end of the day, we want a happy home. Right. We want a happy family. And if everybody has input, everybody has buy-in, everybody knows what to expect from each other. Exactly. And it makes, well, again, it makes that marriage 2.0 with your new spouse and potentially new children um, something much more enjoyable.
1: Right. And again, uh, our goal, our mission is to equip families with tools to better relate, to better communicate with one another. So that in turn that your, your family thrives. Um, um, but I think that's, that's a, a powerful piece. Um, and, and again, it's that communication thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
0: Open communication and open dialogue. Right. Absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of our episode for
1: today. Thank you very much for listening. Tune in. Um, We got more to come. We definitely do. Stay tuned, and we'll talk to you soon. Peace out.